that there was a common thread. They did something that was considered uh, wrong or something that was outside of the boundaries or something that was far beyond the level of comfort that most of us would have experienced. been healed because they believe in the same manner as the woman with the issue of blood. If I could just press my way to Jesus, if I could trust that Jesus will get me through this circumstance or this situation or this hardship. on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Missy Montgomery, and today I'm joined over the phone with Mia Wright, who is the author of her new book, Unthinkable. How are you doing today, Mia? Good morning, Missy. I'm doing great. Thank you. Of course. Well, we're excited to have you here and talking about your book. Um, just looking at the cover, I just happened to glance down at it again. It's a beautiful cover. So for our listeners that like beautiful books with beautiful covers, this is one for you. Um, also has a great message. But um, I mentioned you are the author of this book, but you're also super busy. Um, you are also a co-pastor, a director of ministry, and you also... Um, host the popular women's conference, Metamorphous. So first of all, how did you even find time to write this book, let alone what inspired you to get this message out to people? You know, I do feel that most people are like myself, <laughs> wearing multiple hats, doing a lot of things and often multitasking. Mm-hmm. But Missy, I found out that I will never achieve the things that our hearts desire if we don't set the time aside to do it. And so I will be very honest, it was tough, but I had to be extremely disciplined in my schedule to write Unthinkable. Um, My husband and I were even on vacation, and we were in Europe on a cruise, and I said, I have to dedicate two hours a day to this. So I would get up a little earlier than he would, Mm -hmm. sit on the balcony, and just write. You know, I I needed for God to work this message out of me, because it was already deep inside, and I needed to be able to share that with the world. And the only way that I could do it, in addition to everything else that I was currently doing, was really just to intentionally set the time aside and do it. And if you can set aside time on a vacation, a cruise, then that's definitely uh, the way to go. Because I don't think I could have done that. Um, (laughs) So that takes a a lot of willpower. But I'm sure you had a beautiful view to look at while you're writing. So it's a win-win situation. Well, one thing, one thing that I think is so interesting about your book, at least what I can't really recall in other books, is that you use people in the Bible, you know, such as Mary, Ruth, and Joseph, just to name a few, um, who, you know, experience um, extraordinary things while doing the unordinary. And I think that's like really the strong message of your book. So kind of talk a little bit about what really stood out to you um, from their stories that really inspired you, again, to put this message out there. Well, I've been sharing the gospel for 20 years now, and throughout my time and my tenure in doing so, I recognized that um, there were characters that did some extraordinary things, and they became really some of my most favorite topics of conversation or people that I spoke about more often than others. I used their stories more, and then one day I was just um, thinking about the woman with the issue of blood Mm -hmm. and how amazing her story was, and it was the one particular scripture that says, and when she thought, you know, so she was at home, she had been sick for over a period of 12 years, she had, you know, trying to 
figure out how I'm going to get better and had been going to doctors. And the Bible says that her situation only grew worse because of it. But it says that one day when she thought, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, and how, um, for a woman who knew the, the, the law, who knew that the things that she could do and she could not do, why did she think at that moment that I'm going to touch him when the Bible and all the, um, well, all the Levitical laws told her that she could not touch anyone? Right. She thought that one day, if I could touch him, I'll be made whole. And it was like a light bulb went off, and that was the true inspiration for this story, because then I started looking back at everyone else, and I said, what is it that other people did? And I realized that there was a common thread. Mm -hmm. They did something that was considered uh, wrong, or something that was outside of the boundaries, or something that was far beyond the level of comfort that most of us would have experienced. For example, the woman with the um, anointing oil who showed up in Simon's house, and how many of us would have shown up in a place to offer a gift that cost us so much, but to offer it amidst people that did not want us to be there, you know, and and amidst people that would be staring at us and talking bad about us and, and all of that. But this woman pressed her way despite that, just like the woman with the issue of blood. She pressed her way through this crowd to get to Jesus. And so, just Misty, when I started to think about how all these characters did these things, and then because of them, either we're still talking of their story years later, using them as examples of how we are to worship, how we are to press our way, how we are to get our breakthrough, how we are to believe, you know, all of these things. We talk about their stories years later and how they changed almost the trajectory of life for many people because of what they did. I know people who have been healed because they believed in the same manner as the woman with the issue of blood. If I could just press my way to Jesus, if I could trust that Jesus will get me through this circumstance or this situation or this hardship, they were able to receive their miracle in the same way she received hers because of their faith. And so I hope to inspire people to get really beyond what is comfortable or what is uh, normal or what is accepted. Um, Because in order for us to see something different, we have to do something different. Right. And many times it's going to take us getting out of that comfort level. I've even writing this book myself, I've had to challenge myself in a lot of ways to ask myself, what have I gotten accustomed to doing? What have I gotten so used to this being the norm for me? And if I want God to do something out of my normal pattern, then I've got to ask beyond my normal pattern, and I've got to act beyond my normal pattern, and I've got to trust and believe beyond that. Because if I, myself, as a writer of of a book that challenges others to think beyond what they have become accustomed to and what beyond, beyond what is comfortable, if I, as that writer myself, aren't able to make that leap of faith then, you know, I'm no more than words on a page. But I thank God that he's given me not just the stories to tell, he's also given me the testimony to to go along with it, that I've experienced unthinkable things, and I will continue to experience them because he's not even done. (laughs) The Bible says, I have not seen nor ear has heard all the things that God has prepared for those. So I'm in that group of people. So I'm waiting to see all the great things that God will do for me, but I'm not just waiting. I'm also an active participant of the blessings God has for my life. You know, I think it's interesting that you talk about the comfort zone because, you know, on a 
personal note, that's something that I kind of struggle with. And I'm sure many of our listeners struggle with that same thing. So what is just one key point of the book itself that really helps people to take that leap of faith to step out of their comfort zone and do something that's going to show them that, you know, God really did make them for something more than this? Mm-hmm. I think the foundational um, part of this book is the belief. Mm-hmm. And beyond anything else, what we believe is what will take us to that next step, because our belief determines our actions, and right. our actions then determine what our outcomes can be. So if we get any message from this book, it is the, the belief. And um, there are two characters that I talk about, belief in two different manners. Rahab, I talk about the belief that she had when she encountered the spies from Israel, and how she spoke words out of her mouth from a woman who had never experienced God, who never, um, who'd only heard about God, but the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing by the Word of God. And mm-hmm. so she had heard about God, but she had not experienced Him personally, but yet she had this belief that said, I believe that your God is God above all, heaven and earth. So she was placing the God of the Israelites far above all the gods she had experienced. She had been worshiping Baal. She had been worshiping the other gods. Um, but now she had this hearing experience, only just by hearing, but yet she could believe that he was greater than everything she had experienced in her life. And it saved her and her family. So the very foundation for her was that she believed, and then she acted and did what would have been considered a traitor or what would have been just totally wrong, uh, Mm -hmm. illegal, immoral for her time, but yet she did something to save the Israelite spies, and we all know the story pretty much, but they all came back to save her, because God honored her word, and kept, she she kept her word, and God honored her for keeping that, her word, and in saving her and her family. But the other person I talk about, a belief about, is really in the trust that Mary had to have, Mary the mother of Jesus, and considering all that she could have faced, even death, by being pregnant outside mm-hmm. of wedlock, by being a young woman who, who, you know, is in the, we don't know exactly where she was when she encountered the angel, but we know that she was alone, and she encountered the messenger of God who spoke these incredible things to her, and to share it with her, her husband, to be Joseph, and to share it with her family, all these things, you know, people, if somebody came and told us a story like this today, we probably wouldn't believe it, but she had this level of trust that was beyond what most of us could ever even imagine. And she said, let it be unto me as you have spoken. And that is so um, foundational for me because there are so many things that God will share with us in our life. He'll give us a vision. He'll give us a dream. He'll give us a passion, a desire, something that we have within. And Missy will want to do it, but we don't believe or trust that God will make it happen. And so, because we don't understand how can it happen, it's just as Mary said to the angel, you know, how could this be? And so, so a lot of us will say, oh, well, this is too big, too great, too grandiose for me to think, and so how could it be? And we take ourselves out of the equation. But God wants to bless us in an immeasurable way that, that we can not even fully understand, first of all, why He wants to bless us, why did He choose us, mm-hmm. and then secondly how he's going to do that, you know? So a lot of us will talk ourselves out of the blessings of God because we don't have that foundation, which is our belief and our trust. That is so true. so if there's anything people should gather from the book is that you have to believe and you have to trust. 
And for people that are looking to take that first step, because I think that sometimes people know they're like, I want to do this. I believe I trust. But a lot of people might be like, OK, but what's the first step? Like and I'm sure picking up the book and reading it would probably be a good step, uh, step itself. But what kind of words of encouragement that people are just, you know, needing to take that next step out there and really make a difference? Well, I think the first thing, as I said, if we don't believe, then we don't act, right? And Mm -hmm. so once we have a belief, we can commit, and then we commit to that belief, and then we can act on it. And um, if someone is is really struggling, what is that next step? First of all, you're praying and asking God to give you the direction of what to do. I also say that we have to be reflective on what we have done already, because God usually doesn't work outside of what our giftings already are. He's given us gifting. When we accept Christ, he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, but then he also gives us these natural gifts. He gives us these gifts that we have developed our whole life, and he's been working and nurturing those gifts so that we can, in fact, turn all of those things towards good and glory towards God. And so um, many times people are like, well, I don't know what I should be doing. I don't know what my purpose is. And, you know, they just kind of get lost in in this whole big picture of Mm -hmm. what could God do with me. But the truth is when you take a moment and reflect back and ask God to show you, what are you supposed to be doing? What are you good at? What are you naturally gifted to do? Some people are great speakers. Some people are technically great. Some people are great visionaries. Some people write incredibly well. All of these things tie into what your purpose could be, but how we actualize them, what is it that we should do with that gift, is where we're often challenged because we, we see, maybe we see somebody else that's talking, we think, I want to talk like her. But no, maybe God doesn't want to use you in front of um, a small group, maybe he wants to use you in front of a big group, or reverse, it might happen that way. So I just think that bottom line is once you really start challenging yourself and saying, what is it that I should be doing, and what's my next step? Then you ask God to order your steps and to show you, reveal to you out of your purpose, out of His purpose for your life, what it is that you should be doing. And don't get stuck there. If you don't feel like you have um, the direction that you need, then get busy doing something, because the Bible says that all things work together for your good. And so if you're getting busy doing something, then you're preparing yourself. So whether that's studying God's Word or the things that you're naturally good at, for example, if you're good at technology and, uh, or social media or such, start taking some online classes, those things to prepare yourself so that mm-hmm. when you get to that place and God reveals everything, it will reveals enough of it. But when He reveals enough of it and you know, oh my gosh, this is what I should be doing next. Then you start to say, okay, well, I see what the preparation was for. I see how I spent my time and invested it on this end, Mm -hmm. and now it can be used for this. Because God doesn't waste our time, you know, and and I just, I wish people would really understand that, Missy. He never wastes our time. Everything is working out for our good. That's so true. Yeah, so if you've invested time, say, for me, my example of my unthinkable is when I left my corporate career. I I could say, oh, gosh, what took me so long to realize that I'm supposed to be um, a minister? What Mm -hmm. took me so long to realize that I should be working vocationally for God? What took me so long for that? But what took me so long was that God was working in me and working out of me the things that he needed me to, to, to do in order to be prepared. And so he was exposing me. He was preparing me. He was getting me ready for so many things. I worked with a million-dollar budget in my corporate career. 
that was part of what God wanted me to do so that when I run a nonprofit, I would understand how to work with the budget. Right. Uh, and I worked with um, high-profile physicians and clinicians, and God wanted me to be comfortable in front of people with all levels of education. So whether they had no degree or they had super advanced degrees, God wanted me to be comfortable speaking. God allowed me to become a, a corporate trainer. I say with that, he taught me how to understand, how to read, and then how to share in a practical manner so that people can learn and express. And so I could I could look at my life and say, gosh, I, I wasted 15, 20 years in corporate America. But no, I look back and I say, thank you, God, for the experience because it prepared me for what I'm doing now. And some people go, well, you're a biology and chemistry major, so how does this tie in? Well, I'm biology and chemistry because God wanted me to understand life, life sciences, wow. life cycles, all of those things. But he also wanted me to understand that he's the giver of life and how incredible and how amazing all of these things tie together. So God has a great purpose, <laughs> if I can he just sure does. it. <laughs> He's got this great purpose for our lives, Missy. And anyone that's listening, you know, I just want to encourage you to know that he has an incredible purpose for your life. And what you're doing right now will direct you and lead you to that purpose. You might be walking in your purpose already and you're calling because you already know what God wants you to do. But there's always still so much more he wants to expand through you. There are more people to reach. There are more people to encourage. There are more people to teach. All of these things God will expand, and he will open up new opportunities for you. But for those who are saying, you know, I don't even know for sure what I should be doing, just trust God. Just Mm -hmm. believe that he knows, and he's allowing you to walk through some of the things to prepare you. And even if you can look back and say, okay, I saw what this was for. This was to prepare me to not mm-hmm. get involved in that again. There's <laughs> some things that we look back and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I spent time on that. But, you know, it may be that God wanted you to work that out in that time of your life so, so that you wouldn't have that desire when you get older. Well, I'm sure I can speak on behalf of our listeners, but that is definitely a message that I needed to hear. So I very much appreciate you coming and uh, sharing that with us today. And um, go ahead and tell our listeners where they can purchase your book, Unthinkable, because it is out now. So go ahead and let them know where they can pick up your book. Oh, yes. Well, um, by Clarissa House, Unthinkable mm-hmm. Mia Wright is available on Amazon.com. It's also available in Barnes & Noble's bookstore and online at BarnesandNobles.com and at Christian Booksellers. So it's available there as well. Um, they can find out more information about me on my website at miawright.com. And I also have unthinkable.life, which is a great website as well. So okay. we encourage them, please check it out. Please get a copy of the book. And if they get a copy of the book and read it and enjoy it, please write a review so that others will know as well. Yes, let them know as well that um, how the book may have blessed your life. Well, thank you again, Mia, for joining us today and speaking of your book, Unthinkable, and just uh, sharing just a really powerful message I think that we all needed to hear. Uh, Would you mind closing us out in prayer? I'd love to. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our time together. We thank you for those that are listening. We thank you for those who may be stuck in a place in their life that they have settled. And God, I pray that you would open their eyes to see that you have so much more in store for them. According to your word of Ephesians 3 and 20, it says, Unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. And so, God, we pray that you will help us to understand the power that is working within us to bless us, to expand us, to grow us, to teach us even more, God, that we may be effective for your kingdom. 
that, Lord, we may bless somebody who is hurt, somebody who is stuck, somebody who doesn't know their pathway or doesn't know the light. I pray that you would encourage us with your word in our mouths that we will know how to help somebody else along their way. And then, God, I pray that you would show us, shine a light upon us where there is a place in our life that we should expand, where we should go to that next level in you and trust even more. Teach us by our actions and our beliefs, O God, that we can do all things through you. Father, give us the strength and encouragement day by day to face any challenges, any difficulties that we may have before us, God, by trusting you and knowing that you are in control of our future and our destiny. I pray, dear God, that you would give us the health and the strength and the opportunities that come along with being able to share your goodness and your word with others. I pray that you would bless us continually and continue to bless all authors, continue to bless all gifted pastors and preachers, O oh God, who share the good news and the gospel with others. I pray that you would cover the kingdom of heaven here on earth with us being your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm Missy Montgomery, and you've been listening to Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.